0: Hello and welcome back to the Sofa Cinema Club, episode number 16. It's sharp in there, isn't it? Um, I'm Colton Smith, and as you can tell already, I'm joined by...
1: Ben Price? Yeah, Jack P. <laughs>
0: We've
1: done it the other way there. That's well, I didn't say
2: anything. He said, as you can tell, I'm joined by, because you were talking. I wasn't, so I thought, well, oh! he's going to have to
0: go first. You, you've changed that. That's a So what's the podcast about? The podcast, our podcast, is about <laughs> films. The films we should have seen, but we haven't. And, I don't know if you know this, but each week we get together and we watch a film that we should have seen, but we haven't. And I've said that twice because of what you've done. <laughs> what was um, the
1: best one you did? There was one that was... Rain Man. Man. You said it, Unbelievable. Rain Man. Well,
2: Fight Club, I think, was good. Fight Club was very good. Flight very Club. Good
1: <laughs> Flight Club. <laughs> club. Gentlemen's good. Ben, the producer, just told you. Fight Club, very good.
0: But do you know what is so good about our film club? The beauty of our film club is that anyone can join in. All you have to do is watch along with the films at home and then come and listen to us every Thursday. And we talk about what we loved, hated and rated. This week's film is The Good, The Bad and The Ugly. It was chosen by you two. But as always, before we talk about that, what has happened this week? There's plenty to talk about. I'll start off, obviously, producer Ben does not have a microphone. <laughs> That was absolute bollocks. Oh that was absolute. God. And what have you been up to? I'll start off, cricket. Cricket. <laughs> yeah. I've
1: been playing cricket. I've been playing cricket Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Sunday, Sunday, and then i play played cricket twice on Sunday, and twice on Sunday I've played cricket, cricket. What's going on, Colson?
0: Um, I wasn't going to start with that, actually. Obviously, I am modelling my Leeds United shirt. Mm-hmm. Producer Ben, who has no microphone and just sits there looking unhappy was a Stoke City fan and Jack we Ooh. had a we had a very very good day didn't we
2: yeah we did have a, yeah 5-0 Stoke don't look good at the minute Oof. you five wouldn't want to be a Stoke
0: fan would you
1: 5-0 5 5
0: 5 it's <laughs> back in, I like that put that in the pocket he's on <laughs> and, and Ben Actually, can't he can't speak back because he hasn't got a mic so we'll leave it <laughs> at that um, <laughs> Price what's been happening how's your week
1: been? no I wanna d- d- fuck you that you carry on You carry on because I know you're bursting to tell us about one, your haircut, your hair colour, and two, the cricket. This is your moment, Colson. You've been in lockdown, you can't touch any balls. All of that, and suddenly <laughs> balls. You can pl- you can start throwing balls and putting white thi- white clothes on.
2: Your hair stay blonde. Yeah, it has, isn't yeah. it?
1: It has. Yeah. Are we started on, on the top. hair. Then is that is that the thing? Blonde so, on top. What's the sides? Tell
0: us. Jean looks Jean. all right.
1: Yeah. Not bad, bright. is it? It's not bad. Not bad at all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> went went into the old barbers. Um, reunited with my barber. Do you know what? I think. I think. It was like almost a better reaction than when I'm going to see one of my family members from the other side of lockdown. I was so excited to see my barber. Oh,
1: Oh, I was so excited when I went in. I was like, oh God, it's good to see you boys. He wasn't excited though, was he? I bet he went, oh, get the clippers, get the hedge trimmer. (laughs) He's been on the desert island. So uh, how's your barber knackered?
0: Busy, working a lot. He said it's been non-stop. Did, mm. he, did he comment on the hair colour? <laughs> Obviously, first question, who dyed it for you? And I have... I, I now... Basically, whenever I go, I've not dyed it, everyone just goes, bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. It's really, it's really hard to explain that it's not actually dyed.
2: It's just shampoo.
0: But you believe me, because we've been through this hair journey together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, we've been on your hair journey, yeah. Colson. Um, and then cricket, tell us about the cricket. Yeah, so cricket, big part of my life. Obviously the time where I went to school I now co-run the local cricket club and last week Bojo announced that cricket was back which we didn't think was going to happen so I've basically had to get a whole pre-season squeezed into a week for all of my players I had to sort everything out Get the lawnmower out. Yeah, I was strimming yesterday. I was strimming <laughs> the boundary. Um, <laughs> strimming the boundary. I'm just off to strim the boundary. My dad had to come down to help me start the strimmer. So he was stood there watching. Um, and <laughs> it, it is it, it it's it's bloody stressful. And the captain you've played with on Cod, Wainers, me and him um, have yeah. to sort so much out. um, It's it's touch and go Who's going to play Saturday What can you do What can't you do can't go in the clubhouse You can't go in the clubhouse Um, The clubhouse eventually Will be able to open up As a bar But we have to make The bar COVID safe And Mm. because we haven't got Millions of pounds It's probably going to take us Three weeks to get it all sorted Um, Because it's a job a day Sort of thing And then No changing rooms Batters aren't meant to touch gloves (laughs) All of that stuff It's going to be very different I've ordered Fifteen litres of hand sanitizer. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's just long. one massive bottle. There's a website called Sanita Supply, which sanitizer sanitizer supply, which you'd never have known existed. But I rung them up and they were lovely. So I, I got I got my stuff for the cricket club. Can't Sponsored. Wait. No, actually, I did. I, that's why I rang them up, asking for a discount. And they were and there like, were no, no, chance, no we're not, doing, not brilliantly. <laughs> we're yeah, doing well. brilliantly. We're doing brilliantly We've all got Range Rovers now. We're swimming, like, <laughs> we're swimming in the In fact, ice. the price has gone up. <laughs> <laughs> 15 litres? How much do you think 15 pound. litres
1: was? I don't know. I,
0: do you know what? I think quite expensive. So if, I'll tell you what it got. I mean, you are so welcome, podcast listeners, because this is riveting stuff. I've got 30 bottles of 100 mil. Mm-hmm. And I've got twenty four bottles of five hundred mil. All right. How much we're all at? I up.
1: go to the shop <laughs> with fourteen pounds, and I come out with two pounds th- 34 How much, Ben? I'm going to think. I'm going to go for hundred quid. I'm,
2: I'm going to say forty
1: nine ninety nine. Oof, hundred and twelve pounds. Oof. you Ooh, you've, hello. You've been had off. <laughs> I know my sanitizer. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Right, less with me. Um, What have you to be Jack. See, for Um, me, that's an exciting week, by the way. Uh, That probably
1: sounded really boring, but that is an exciting week. I know how much you love cricket. Mm. We do, Mm. and it's a big part of your life. Mm. And I can see you buzzing. I did. And it's great you got it back.
0: The last few nights, I've had so much, like, I've I've not been able to sleep because I've been going through things in my head. I've actually realised that I probably enjoyed not having the responsibilities. Restaurants,
2: have you been to any of them? No. Oh.
0: Actually, I asked Jack. my dad if he'd go for lunch yesterday.
2: I've been out for breakfast a couple of oh. times. Oh. Yeah. oh but I've, I've not actually been in a restaurant Is it behind outside. the screen? No, I've been it's anywhere. just normal. It's just, yeah, sit where you want.
0: <laughs> <laughs> See, I asked my dad to go for lunch yesterday, and he refused, because the R8's too high.
2: Yeah, well, I, I thought that it would be, like, in most restaurants, like, social distancing, but... It doesn't seem to be the ones that I've been in. They're just like, yeah, where do you want to sit? I'll sit here. Yeah, fine. I just have to take your name, Jack. All right, if anything happens. And then they didn't take my address or, like, my phone number.
0: Well, David Platt, number three, Coronation Street. (laughs) It's not hard, is it? It's number eight, actually. (laughs) Number eight. Yeah, you struggle at number three. (laughs) Ben, you have a new addition to your microphone. What is it? Oh, oh bloody yes. hell Always. absolutely
1: brilliant That's you sweet. know what it went off in the lab po- I it went that. off twice in the lab how do I do it never gets an email
0: <laughs> it's, it's, it's
1: a text I think new addition to my microphone is I don't know what it is What's it? what would you call it it's like a fluffy thing isn't it stop my explosive peas.
0: peas someone commented on your peas Sally Ann Matthews avid listener of the podcast said that Ben's peas pop too much
1: My peas pop too much Mm. uh all that drama school uh obviously i've been uh deep into what mask i'm going to be wearing now yeah looking through fashion mask fashion that's my new thing a woman down the road sells them two for a fiver (laughs) little did she know that i would be going right through every single one i might get a pile i might get a face
2: mask of the top part of my face
0: so the, I'll have four eyes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Did you see that face mask? That was me.
0: I, there, Someone's you know, wearing a. F- there's ones of both of you. I'm going to get them. Oh, is there? There's a there's there's a Jack Shepard one. There's a Ben Price one. There isn't a Coulson Smith one. Clearly, somebody's missing out there. Um, but I'm going to order both of them because I think. Why not? Why oh, not embrace it? It'd be That'd great,
1: be wouldn't it, if you wore your own face <laughs> on your mask? Just in case. Because just in case you were not get recognised, you went, just look at the mask. Look at the mask. Yep, it's me. Can't sign. Someone did come up to try and shake my hand. I went, oh, two metres. Hmm. Two metres. But it's one metre now, so it's a bit close. Um, the film, Should we go for it? Go yeah.
2: for
0: it. Um, do you want to do a synopsis, Ben? I'll do one. Oh. I think it's my turn, oh. isn't it? Okay. Yeah. Try and make it Ooh. shorter than the film, if you can.
2: I will. So, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly is about three characters, mainly. Uh, the Good being Clint Eastwood's character, Blondie, who is a bounty hunter. So, mm. the Bad being Lee Van Cleef. He's also like a bounty, heater. bounty hunter. And um, Eli Wallach, who plays the Ugly. And he's like an outlaw, isn't he? Tuco, cool. Who has a reward on his head for like $2,000, $3,000. And what happens is Clint Eastwood's character tends to work with a bit of a partnership with the ugly and he captures him and then claims on the reward they split the award and then in the end he ends up setting Eli Wallach's character free so that the bounty just goes up higher and higher and they keep on cashing in the bad is Lee Van Cleef and he's also a bounty hunter so he ends up um going after um same type of uh, bounties that Eastwood's going after and it's set in the middle of the American Civil War, and they they find out there's some gold. They uh, find out that there's some gold.
0: It's a treasure out. hunt. Yeah. It's a cowboy don't shit, don't treasure don't get hunt. get shittier
1: with us now, Coulson. I'm don't get tr- fucking shitty looking at your pretend watch going, hurry up, lads. No, this I, is a I, classic just... cinema classic. It's a treasure hunt. <laughs> That's it.
0: <laughs> it's a treasure hunt between the good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> Done. Yeah. yeah, pretty much, yeah. That is your five-second synopsis from Colson,
2: And I didn't know that it's a prequel.
0: Well, interesting. So I said to my dad, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, and dad went, oh, one of the Spaghetti Westerns. And I went, you what? And he went, Spaghetti Westerns. He went, it's either the first one or the last one. He went, it's the best, but it's either the first or the last. So it's, it's the last of what well, the director the last did filmed. a group of them, didn't he?
1: It's the last filmed... But it's the prequel to the other two, yeah. Which is a bit weird because he doesn't wear the poncho and he does wear the poncho in the next ones, doesn't it? He? Mm. he gets uh, the poncho. Uh, yes, the and it's it. the third one they filmed. But it's it's the prequel. Yeah, Spaghetti Western. Did as your dad? Did your dad watch it with you, Coulson? He, he did watch it with
0: watch. me. Um, he said, but he said it was a great film. I actually, I watched it today, and I had to have an intermission to have my lunch.
2: I don't blame you, actually. I put this film on last night, and I got caught short. I mean, I, I must have put it on at about pff, half eleven. How, what did you think about how it was
0: shot, Coulson? Well, the the old open plain of America starting off, you know, just wide and emptiness. It was very good at making it, for, you know, like a bit like Jaws, when it's yeah. got the boat and nothing mm. around it. When it's just got one horse in the desert, Desert, it just shows. Do you know what I thought, actually? You'll hate me for saying this. It reminded me of the video game that I play that you hate, Ben. Red Dead Redemption.
1: Yeah. Which is obviously based on...
0: It is, isn't it? A a lot of horse riding. And you would say Red Dead Redemption is too long. (laughs) And I would say (laughs) the good, the bad, and the ugly is too long.
1: (laughs) Taking out the length, which might become the whole of the podcast, (laughs) it is three hours. And that A bit like 2001, and actually when I picked it, I thought, oh, shit. It's a hell
0: of a lot more entertaining than 2001.
1: Yeah, we might not get round the three-hour mark, but... But they are, what's in- they
2: are films yeah. that you are meant to have seen, though, Ben. Do you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. 2001 and Good and Bad and the Ugly, I mean, you look at any sort of 100 films you should watch before you die, 1,000 films, they're definitely going to yeah. be on there. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And when yeah, that film might. came out, and when 2001 came out, it, like what we said this before, it was a cinema experience. So that was yeah. the month event. You went to the yeah. cinema, you planned your week. You would go yeah. and sit and do the three hours with the interval, and it, it yeah. was an event. It wasn't just oh, I'm off to go watch a film. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't like that. It was an experience. It was yes. a theatrical experience.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. I do remember going to the cinema, and you'd never really look at runtimes. Runtimes have only really come in now because the Netflix was
2: so much busy or so much, so much busy know.
1: or people go oh I've got time to yeah. do that where's the cinema actually at 3 hours you were like this is going to be mint mm. like, you get your money's I'm worth sit down I'm going to get my money's worth I'm going to watch a whole experience especially on the big screen those big wide yeah I suppose what's interesting for me what I want to know what I find interesting about the film it's one it's exactly what jack said it's probably is a film you need to have seen definitely that shows you where other filmmakers have taken, like Tarantino, mm. taken shots from, where people have used, you know, there's very little dialogue. There's massive wides into massive closes. But then yeah. also how to juxtapose what we saw in The Gentleman, the violence in The Gentleman, with the violence in this film. Because I find that they, they're all bad. The good, the bad, yeah, and the ugly. Yeah, I, I was thinking all, that watching bad. Yeah, they're
0: all shit. You wouldn't trust them. At all. How come, as well, it doesn't... You get it as the ugly, the good and the bad, don't you? Yeah. 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 He just spins it round. It confused me. (laughs) And actually, in
1: another version, he had Lee Van Cleef as the ugly and Eli Wallach's character as the bad, so he just span it around. Mm. It's basically three parts of the director's personality. That's what he saw it as. That's how he wrote it. So it's three parts of him. Ah. The good, the bad, and the ugly. So what you see at the very start of the film is Lee Van Cleef. They have that bit where Eli Wallet gets hung. And then they shoot him down. But then you have Lee Van Cleef going to this house, don't you? And he's asking about this box of money. And he sits with this guy, and this guy looks scared, knowing that Lee Van Cleef is a bounty hunter. Yeah. And he says, I need a name. Uh, And the guy goes, look, don't kill me. I'll give you a thousand pounds. I'll tell you the name, but I'll give you a thousand dollars. And he goes, Tell me the name. Tells him the name. He shoots him. And he goes, I always see a job through. Shoots him.
0: Takes shoots the his money.
1: kid takes the money. Goes back to the guy who gave him the original five hundred. The baker. <laughs> tells him what about he tells him what he finds out. Puts a pillow over his face and shoots him in the face. And then it goes <laughs> 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 The bad. Like- the bad. And you're like I suppose for me, there's no remorse there. No. It is, he is nasty. totally bad. Al- nasty. Although Eastwood's character is labelled the good, he
2: kills more people than anyone in the film. Lee Van Cleef yeah. only kills three people. Well, they
1: they all could have... E- either one of them could have been the good, the bad, or the ugly. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's what's interesting is, he doesn't... Tr- he's he's making a statement, isn't he, on the West? So what you saw before in the West was John Wayne... He was the hero. He killed everyone. He survived, and now and then, uh, it, this film shows you that it was a nasty place. Mm-hmm. Money and greed talked, and they would you would get shot. Like the he, the guy opens up with those two guys trying to kill Eli Wallach's character, yeah. getting shot themselves. The mm. bounty enters. Then Eli Wallach's having the bath, isn't he? And a guy comes to shoot him. He just shoots him through the bubbles <laughs> of his bath and goes, "Don't talk, just shoot." Which
2: was an ad lib as well.
1: Was it that was Eli
2: Eli Wallach just oh. ad libbed that he went he went Less talking just shoot and then they had to cut really fast because all the crew burst out laughing, but he <laughs> wasn't he was surprised as to why they all started laughing because he thought it was just a sensible remark to make and he was just you know just just saying it's it very, like so
1: what you get bit. through the stories Cleef gets a name but they don't know where so they, he yeah, he's he's
0: Tucker. Tuko Tuko no yes. that's
1: that's. That's uh, the ugly. That's the ugly. He's the so best. Lee character. Van Cleef is the bad. Yes, he's the best character. Yep, yeah. yeah. he's the one that's most.
0: I don't know. You sort of understand him, don't you? You can yeah. just. <clears throat> well, he's just... got more screen time than any of the other three. He's trying to make a living for himself. <laughs> you know, he he's partnered up with the bounty hunter, and he he's a character that you just you, like because obviously Clint Eastwood, Clint Eastwood, Clint Eastwood. And when I'm watching the film. I'm trying to work out who Clint Eastwood was. And then, obviously, when Clint Eastwood comes on screen, it's very obvious. But it's not... It, I wouldn't say it was his film. I would say the best character yeah. is Tuko. Tuko? Tuko? two tu, Yes. Tu- what? Yeah. I, I, yes, I, I it is. I thought he was mint. And he
1: must have thought at the time... Oh, I'm getting... I'm Because he didn't say anything. No. I mean, they don't... So they did... The whole thing is dubbed and redubbed and dubbed, so this half English actors half Italian actors mm. it's shot in Spain mm. I went to a I did some filming for a commercial once and I was in where they filmed it it's just boiling hot desert Eastwood was unsure
2: so sure about taking the film on because he thought that Tuco was the main character he is uh, well yeah he is but
1: it's he's very, very good
0: yeah he, he's mint and it should be his film but it's a film that obviously needed Clint Eastwood in it isn't it yeah, he was a star, He's by a big that stage. American star that's coming yeah.
1: to. He wasn't in the first one, you know. And it's only like two or three years between them. He wasn't in the first one. By the time he got to the third, he said, "I want money and I want a percentage of the box office in America." And they couldn't get couldn't film until he agreed. Filming got delayed
2: because he demanded a qu- of that. quarter of a million. He demanded and a brand new Ferrari, <laughs> and the production company wouldn't said no we're not going to do that and he went okay i'm just going to carry on playing golf <laughs> carry on playing golf in spain yeah. until they were like we need you to film and he went yeah well qu- quarter the of a million deal. and a ferrari like it that is, is the fucking put- wild yeah. west <laughs> yes <laughs> and demanded yes. it demanded it and they went and oh, okay clint we'll give you it okay turned up to set in the ferrari and then went <sighs> okay let's film
1: that's power. Oh,
0: wow. wow. That's power. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I, I'm <laughs> thinking like... about my next contract negotiation <laughs> well, now. You, yeah. I want a cricket bass. Five, 500 ball.
2: pounds and a Fiat, Fiat 500.
1: <laughs> 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 and a beer punter. <laughs> 500. 500, <laughs> 500, not a punter. 500. So then we find out that uh, the next bit of it, they've got to find the guy who Lee Van Cleef talks to. They've got to find that guy. So Lee Van Cleef angel eyes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. What a great name Enjoy. for a baddie.
0: Yeah, and the, it's the other song. That's all I could think of as well. <laughs> <laughs> that played in the background.
1: But he's great. But he is. He just looks, kind looks of a, bad. He looks. He nasty. looks bad. And that's what's so interesting for me in this film is they are archetypes. You don't get them being any different than they are. You don't suddenly get him being nice. They're just. Shit. Mm. Yeah. All of them. All the time. Always looking for themselves. In, the, in no matter what situation they're in, they will do you left, right, and centre. Well, double and
2: cross says that, they double doesn't it? all the time throughout from, the film. Yes. So almost thought, until oh, the end. Is he going to like him? Is he going to like him? Is he not? Well, no, even at the end.
0: The, the end. Yes. I, when I watch the end, I always. I, you know when you want them to just come on, Get boys. On you've, and done go off together, you've done this together. Yeah. You've done this together. It was a very clever way. And do in mm. the end because it makes Eastwood high and mighty and it, you think that's one cool dude. Like Well when he gets
2: he, he gets the hundred thousand, doesn't it? And he gives Tuco a hundred thousand. But he goes off on the horse and he's well, in the middle of him the hanging. desert. Yeah. With no with no horse and nowhere to get out.
1: Oh yes, he leaves Tuco and Tuco says then Tuco finds him doesn't it which i thought was hilarious it was like he was in the middle of nowhere but then he goes to that gun shop and he starts trying guns mm.
0: changing the weapons
1: changing the weapons And then you think there's only one way this is going to go mm. he's going to shoot
0: you he didn't shoot him though he didn't shoot he, was, he
1: took all his money and took all his guns and i love and then how, he how goes for shopkeeper
0: Eastwood. was just like adamant at the fact one he wasn't going to pay for this gun and then the bit I didn't understand when he was like, "Oh, a price," and the guy went twenty, and he went, "That's well, not enough." And all I, that was
2: improvised. But I didn't get <clears> it, <throat> it. I thought he was he's meant, meant to walk buy the in gun. and and buy a gun and leave. But he walked in and Sergio Leone said, "Do something with the guns." And Eli Wallach knew nothing about guns, so he's just taking them apart and he's just spinning and sticking the sticking them back together, s- uh, spinning the chamber. And he's just listening. He's just making shit up. And then he's, when he's saying a price. And the guy says, no. And then he says, give me another one, give me another one. And then at the end, you know, and he takes the closing sign. And he goes, yeah. he goes it in ah! his mouth. So open his mouth and he just shoves it in. That's all
1: made up. That's just all oh, on is the spot. it? Yeah, It's brilliant. Because yeah. it's like, it's like he's bad, but he's playing. Mm. It's the something, I suppose, that I felt the gentleman just couldn't get. He couldn't get that art of playing that nasty character who just... Plays with people. Well, he, he has takes
0: the... fun, doesn't he? he? He has fun with everything he does. You can kind yeah. of yeah. And
1: he takes the gun out to shoot and then <laughs> shoots them, shoots all the the targets, doesn't he? Then shoots them all in half. Yeah. And the guy's like, "Oh god, this guy's an absolute fruit." <laughs> so then
0: he goes after Eastwood, doesn't he? And he takes Eastwood through the desert. He find he finds him. Clever way of finding him through his cigarettes is cigars, cigars ah, yes. and Solace every and it's funny isn't it how everyone he goes to he smokes and they get that one and it finally smokes and you see is that because everything's so overacted but brilliant and he smokes that cigar and then his eyes pop up and he's mm. like
1: but isn't that he's mm. it's such so, a so
0: clever very clever eastwood very clever he didn't
2: actually yeah. smoke clint eastwood did in that boys. film well at the he's time they didn't have obviously fake cigarettes so the cigars he's smoking are cigars but he didn't smoke he hated it and because Ser- Sergio Leone is a, such a perfectionist so he wasn't accepting any sort of faults and Eastwood was getting pissed off with him because he's smoking throughout every morning he said he said you better get this right now because I'm going to be sick in a minute and he lost his temper throughout the film with Sergio Leone and it's the last film they ever made together because he fell out with it I did know he was very specific
1: on shots. Mm. Looks beautiful, but it it must take taken a bloody long time to do.
0: How many bloody people are in that film? How many fucking extras? Mm. Well, I mean (laughs) that. So hold on, let's get to
1: that because so they. Go through the desert, and then they find this runaway
0: carriage, don't the, they? The bit, sorry, Ben, the bit in the desert. What a way to torture someone! What a way to it's torture! Te- someone. <laughs> it's terrible. We're going to walk a hundred miles. I got shit. So basically, he, he find to go find Blondie, um, and he wants revenge. You know, he he's left him for dead. He's screwed him over. They've broken the partnership. They've fallen out. So Eastwood's there and he's about to shoot the next person off the noose that he's made the partnership with and he makes him hang Oh, hanging. by
1: the way, Eli Wallach had his hands tied behind his back on a horse about to get hung. The rope was shot by a little explosive. The explosive made the, the horse bolt. It bolted with him on the back with no hands so he couldn't stop the horse for a mile. Oh my That was God. that shot, was it? Yeah. Yeah. And he didn't come back. He just went off for a mile, <laughs> and, then they, and then they kept rolling. So we went into the distance. See, Ernie's going, oh, roll, oh, roll, oh, Kept rolling. He went for a mile. Then they went, oh, shit, we better... G-. He nearly died three times in the film. Fucking no. hell.
0: Anyway, so he's found Eastwood, and then he wants revenge. So basically, the last time he saw Eastwood, um, Eastwood left him in the middle of the desert and said mm. to him, If you save your breath, a man like you will be able to make it back to town. It's only 60 miles. So his idea of revenge is that he's going to sit on this horse with bucket loads of water and just make Eastwood walk next to him in the desert, in the heat, no hat, no shade, no water, until he gets to the point where his sunburn is that bad. He's blistered up. He can't breathe. He can't move. And he keeps teasing him with water. It he's is, dying. like, it's a painful cruel way to torture. Die. Yeah, like... And then he washes his feet. In front of him.
1: In front of him. And then gets him almost to drink the foot water. And then he goes, it's, kicks it, goes, ha, 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 ha. He has that massive laugh, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah.
0: <laughs> that doesn't quite fit his mouth, because it's dumb, But then the bandit in him comes out, doesn't it? Because he sees a horse carriage running yeah. quickly. And he's obviously yeah. going, I'm going to try and rob it. So he yeah. goes and stops all the horses... And then, when he opens up the carriage, he realizes that everybody is dead. Mm. And in the carriage, we see a character with an eye patch on. And we know from Angel Eyes that one of the characters that he is hunting to get the clue about the treasure has an eye patch. Exactly. So he's going through all the dead bodies, he's robbing them. And then the character with the eye patch, who's called Bill Carlson. Bill Carlson. I should know that, shouldn't I? Um what I've been called most of my life. Um, so, Bill Carson is there. He opens his eyes and he starts talking. And it's at that point where he kind of. Well, lets he says, on I'll, I'll tell treasure. you where the
2: treasure is if you just give me some water. So he's like, I'll get you water. Tell me where the treasure is. And um, he's But he goes gonna wrong because
0: when he goes to get the
2: water. Well, he tells him where the cemetery is, yeah. where the treasure's buried, but he needs to know what grave it's buried under. He goes to get the water. At which point Eastwood's gone to the Bill Carson and he's said he's given him the name. So Eastwood knows the name of the grave and Eli Wallach knows which cemetery. Yeah. So they both know half of the puzzle. Yeah. So they both need to keep each other alive.
1: And we're now I suppose we're into the final kind of third act. It's a final hour and a bit, isn't it? Mm. We know they're going to try and get across the desert, across the country, through the war. The film to, started. Get to this.
0: The film, the film. When the minute it's a treasure hunt, I went film. <laughs> Here we go. Give the first bit, obviously, does the story, and then it is full Goonies. That's all I could think. Jack, I was like, we're in. <laughs> Here we, we go, in. full Goonies. I ju- had my I had me lunch when they were in the desert. When they were in the desert, Perfect. I went pause an hour and ten in. Went and had my lunch, came back, and then I was like, it's a treasure hunt. Well, it gets going,
1: doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Ramps up. But for me, I do get the first bit. I do love that. I love the setting up of the characters. I love the way they are. And then we get to the desert, and then there's a bit where it goes black after he's found the name uh, and where it's buried. It sort of goes black. He doesn't do that the rest of the time in the film, but it goes black, and then you're like, right, here we go. We're on. And they're getting into the carriage. They're together. And they've got uniforms on, haven't they? That they've Mm. taken off the robbers. Mm. Because he stops at one place. And then he has to stop to get Eastwood better. And he stops at a church. Because Eastwood's fucked from the sun, isn't he? burnt to a crisp. And he stops at a church. And that's taken in loads of soldiers that have been injured. And it takes him in. And then you find out that the guy who runs the monastery is Tuco's brother. I think... The director is trying to show you it's a it's a small slip between good and evil,
0: and his emotion, I think because it, it's the first so they time they both have the same childhood side
1: yeah, they both had a childhood that was very bad. The brother left to go to the monastery. Eli Wallach stayed and became a bandit, and he said, you only had two choices: becoming a bandit or becoming a priest and it was that was the sort of moment in the story where I thought he's saying that small slip between good and evil his brother hits him he hits his brother back. then they leave the monastery don't they and Eastwood's kind of better
0: mm. and uh, I, Eastwood's seen all of that hasn't he yes yeah. Knowing. yes it, it, was, it was a weird line where he turned around and said um, I'm so sorry brother after he'd gone I was a bit like hmm I almost felt like his brother was going to come back later in the film but it was all we saw of him I think
2: it's just what Ben said he was trying to show a bit of humanity
1: to his character as well but they're running this, they're running bounty hunters against the whole, the whole th- film is also set against the Civil War, isn't it? Mm. And they're going along, Eastwood's come out of the monastery, Tuko's come out of the monastery, they've got u- uniforms on, which are all full of dust, and they see another army coming to them, with all grey on their uniform, haven't they? ah, yeah. like, oh, great we're all on the same side we're all on the same side two going ah we're here, we're here. <laughs> ah, Eastwood's a bit like Ooh, hold
0: on with his eye patch on
1: with his eye patch on he's giving it the full <laughs> what I love is Eastwood's giving it the kind of minus acting yeah. and he's gone I'm doing a hundred yeah. I'm doing a hundred and ten he's like ah come on come on yeah. I'm Bill come Carson on. I'm yeah. Bill Carson yeah. third brigade help un- me <laughs> <laughs> the most unlikely I've person I've got a dead man Bill in Carson. the
0: back <laughs> <laughs>
1: You've got a pile of dead bodies, and it's such an American name, isn't it? Bill, <laughs> Bill Carson. <laughs> Bill Carson, it is. The soldiers come up, they think they've got a grey uniform, they haven't. They smack them, it's dusty, it's all
0: blue, the opposite side, and they That's
1: get nice. taken as prisoners of war, haven't they? Yeah.
0: yeah. Which then is when they go the to The a first car. shot when they walk into that prisoner of war, I went, how many extras? Yeah. That, that's, I think that Prisoner of War bit is when I started to realise the scale of this film. Because yeah. we're two hours in, I know there's an hour yeah. left, yeah. Yeah. and all we've seen is massive wides, and now we've just seen a wide, after seeing nobody in the wides, we've just seen a wide with must be 250 people in. Yeah. Who more, aren't doing anything. More. Who aren't you think doing but
1: anything. I think it, you've got the Spanish army. So that's the the Spanish army. And the Spanish army would do anything as long as it wasn't about Spain. Mm. So as long as you weren't discrediting Spain or anything like that, they didn't care at all. They'd do it all. (laughs) So they built everything. They built the camp. They built the graveyard at the end. Did they? 250 men built the graveyard at the end. We'll we'll explain the end when we get to it. But I was like, you're right, Coulson. There's no CGI. They're all people. Mm. What year? What year? This is it. Sixty-six. It came out. That's yeah. old. That's really old. So, old. yeah, yeah, very old. Sixty-six. So there's no. So then they go to this camp, and then you realise that Angel Eyes is a commander at this camp, isn't he? And basically, what Angel Eyes does is rob all the prisoners yeah. and torture them. And that's the other side of it. When you see, he's there
2: looking for Bill Carson, isn't mm-hmm.
1: he? Yeah. He's looking for Bill Carson. They line up <laughs> and sell a register. Tuko's there with the batch.
0: Eastwood's there. Tuko's there. i Bill Carson. Uh, they, and I uh, love it. it's the way they say Eastwood's not call. in uniform. And Bill Carson. It's clear that he's not Bill Carson because his <laughs> uniform's about five times too small.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then they say Bill Carson, calling Bill Carson, calling, and he doesn't say anything. No, and Eastwood he's goes,
2: call- "You better pretend you are Bill Carson." <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, he goes that, <laughs> "That's me." <laughs> I'm
1: Bill Carson
0: I was like oh. and then you realise that <laughs> they all know each Lee Van Cleef, other you realise
1: they yeah, know they each other they all know each other and Lee Van Cleef is going to and I found this part for me particularly brutal that Lee Van Cleef you explain it Jack Lee Van Cleef takes Tuco off doesn't he oh I can't remember just, yeah he takes so
0: Tuco over to a hut the, UK the person in charge yeah. of the camp is injured isn't yeah. he so he's yeah. watching from a distance he's got gangrene and he obviously knows that Angel Eyes is doing whatever he wants and yeah. they've got different views on things Angel Eyes is obviously nasty and doesn't treat people with a lot of respect and he makes the band play so he makes the band play and then he invites Bill Carson in for dinner but the reason he's made the band play is so that nobody can hear is what's going on so he starts off with Tuco, obviously saying, "Obviously, I know you're not Bill Carson, but what you know? What did you find out? Are, are you any close? Like being dead pally with him?" Mm. And he gets nothing from him. And then the band start playing, and he just beats the hell out of him. And it's clever because it goes from shots of him being beaten up mm. to the shots of the band and the band playing, knowing there's one reason why they're playing that band know that if they stopped playing, you would hear the torture yeah. that was going on sort of thing. Yeah. And there's a shot, isn't there, of Eastwood with the lad, and he goes, you better hope that band stopped playing soon for the sake of your friend. And yes. that's when I realised like, what was going on. And they're trying mm. to get the information about the treasure hunt, aren't yeah. they? That is what yeah. they're trying to do. Yeah, Bringing it back to the Goonies there.
1: Yeah, Yeah, but it's brutal. And even that guy halfway through, the trumpet player, Stops. is it going to stop and they go you've got to keep going You got. and he knows the more he's playing the more the guy might just be killed mm. and then they said oh he says oh it's Eastwood's character he knows the grave so then Lee Van Cleef's character gets him into the into the hut and says I know you're not going to talk so why don't we all ride out there why don't me and you ride out there fuck Tuco he can go on a train <laughs> with my big mate so they they strap him to his big mate don't they yeah, the big train. bruiser what a they go
0: brilliant to- idea, by the way. Clever, that, isn't it? Of how how to get out of a sticky situation when you're handcuffed to a big chap on a train.
2: Yeah, so the, the, he ends up jumping off the train, doesn't it, while it's in motion. But, which he does. Which he's got... He's attached to, like, a six-foot-four bloody guy. Yeah. And then he smashes his head on a rock, so he's dead. But he's still yeah. chained to him in the middle of the desert. Yeah. So he has to come up with
0: he does the only thing anyone could possibly do
2: which he throws the guy on the train tracks and he waits for a train to
1: come so it can run over the chain (laughs) which is the second time he was nearly killed because that was real what (laughs) it wasn't a stunt train and they didn't realize that the train coming to him with the chain had steps oh so nearly knocked him out who's gonna kill kill him they thought if as long as he put his arm on the other side of the train track, and the train went past the dead body, he'd be fine. If he hadn't put his head further down, his head would have come off. Jesus. Because they have steps to get on trains, so someone's gone. Someone said, Don't worry, don't worry, love, it'd be fine. It's not going that fast, you'd be fine. Put your arm there, you'd be fine. He does it, and you can see in that shot.
0: When the train goes past him... And he him, slides under. He
2: doesn't...
1: He's not
0: acting. He
2: doesn't come up straight away,
1: does he?
0: No. He, he kind of takes himself back yeah. a little bit before yeah, he comes up. Yeah, because I think
1: he knows that fucking step was close. Oof. So it was real. So that's the second time he was nearly killed. There's a third time as well. There's a second time... <laughs> he, was, <so laughs> then he, he gets <laughs> No. And then you're thinking, fuck me, it's the Wild West of filming. <laughs> You, you know, you've got fucking no chance of getting to the end of this three-hour film. He's had a right old rum do. How long did it take him oh, to
0: make s- this?
1: I don't know, actually.
0: I, I thought all the old statisticians' corner might have had it, Shepherd. No, no.
1: I don't know, actually. No, I haven't. So I it's, it's it's got to must take him.
0: I mean, it's more than half months. a year.
1: Yeah, months. You just because he's famous for taking a lot of takes,
0: and he's famous for doing a is, lot. Is, you know you talk about how some films like every shot's a piece of art, like that genuinely his framing is mm-hmm. fairly it's impressive beautiful. like yeah, it's beautiful Everything square did you every- hear what happened yeah. with the bridge so you know and the oh, bridge yeah, so
1: explain so they go to it they go they're on their way now aren't they and they're going across the desert they've hooked back up eastward and tuco and they've got the Where's civil. They
2: the, well, they've got. He's gone on, I think, hasn't he? But they've got. He's gone they've on. got the civil war that's happening in front of them, and they need
1: to get to the other side.
0: So they, they need to they, get to the they other they side enlist, the river, don't they? So they, so
1: we, get yeah, to the they other enlist. Side. Which, and then suddenly you're in fucking, like Sam Mendes' 1917 or whatever. Had a, a few trenches. This is the full-on <laughs> fucking <laughs> army. It's a full fucking war. He's <laughs> yeah. got it on both sides, has not he? i will go fuck. Get cannons on. Get cannons. Yeah, but they're all real people. It's not CGI. Fuck them. <laughs> get the cannons. Cannons are going. Eastwood and Tuca are in the middle of the war. And yeah, you're right, Jack. Explain that. They've got to get to the other side to get to the cemetery.
2: Uh, cemetery. So in order to do that, there's a war going on on the bridge. And they think the quickest way to stop this war is we'll blow the bridge up. So, they take explosives down to the bridge, don't they? And they add one shot of this, because they are going to blow up the bridge. I mean, it's 1965, there's no pyrotechnics, it's dynamite, and we're blowing up the bridge. So, they set the dynamite, cameras are rolling, and it's the colonel of the Spanish army that he has to give the, the OK to blow up the bridge, Yeah now what happens is there's a crew member that accidentally says like go like now like vamos yeah and (laughs) do you know what i mean and then a guy blows up the bridge because he hears the call and it's just a crew crew member saying it so they blew the bridge up when the cameras weren't rolling
0: Oh shit!
2: Sergio, (laughs) yeah, Sergio Leon, and it's a real bridge course. Was so pissed off, he fired the crew member on the spot, and said, "You sacked." So he immediately got in his car, upset, and he drove off. Set. The colonel of the Spanish army said, "It was my fault." He asked him to say it or something like that. He asked him to shout it before. He basically gave him.
1: I think they sounded very similar. One word he was saying. Sounded very similar to another word, which was blow it up. Yeah, so or something. The, the the colonel of the Spanish army said, um, it's my fault, uh, I gave him the
2: order to say that, and I shouldn't have done, so i tell you what we'll do. The Spanish army will rebuild the bridge <laughs> for you, and we can blow it up again, if you hire that crew member back, and he can give the order to blow up the bridge. Wow. So Sergio Leone agreed the Spanish army built the bridge, the crew member was brought back and he got the okay to give oh. the order himself and, and to blow it up when the cameras are rolling.
0: I think that's the best thing that we've ever had from Shepherd's Fat con Really? You like yeah. that one? I think that that's bridge is very I mean, good.
1: But also, it's a real fucking bridge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's not like, ooh, you fucked up there, you've blown up the matchstick bridge, <laughs> yeah. which is a model. Yeah. Oh, fuck and it's a fairly
0: (laughs) impressive bridge as well yeah you've
1: blown up the fourth bridge shit we're gonna have to make it yeah and it when it blows up you noticed eli wallach he's he's
0: taking no chances no 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 chances chances. do you see that rock nearly hit Eastwood? yeah they don't know when it's gonna blow they put their heads down (laughs) and at one point you almost see Eastwood want to put his head up to check they're not gonna have to do it again (laughs) <laughs> and like, then it just blows, and you go, Jesus! But when
1: it blows as well, you think, fucking hell! They put a lot in there. Mm. They put a lot of sugar in that tea. It <laughs> fucking goes massive. <laughs> it's like you're like, fucking. Hell. You must have loved it, the director. Ah, ah like that. the bridge is fucking annihilated. So then they're over. They're on their way to the cemetery. Then aren't they? Mm. They get they get to the cemetery, don't we'll, they? We we'll get to the cemetery, and the cemetery is enormous. So Eastwood's left behind. Eli Wallace got to the cemetery first. And that was very interesting, the way he shot that, the way he filmed that. The
0: one thing I couldn't understand is, why does Eastwood let him go off? Because he knows. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. Because so he Eastwood's tells him the wrong name, him name, doesn't he? He tells him the wrong name.
1: Yeah. Yeah. When they're going to bro the bridge up, Tuco says, look, in case we die, yeah. I'll tell you where the, the cemetery is. You tell me the name. And he goes, well, the name is... I can't remember, Arth- Anton, something, was, Arthur Smart, something. Was yeah something. Yeah. And he goes, oh, fine, fucks off, gets to the cemetery first, and then you get into this bit where you realise the cemetery is fucking Massive. huge. Mm. There must be 5,000 people.
0: He is outstanding. When he's running around, yeah. so excited at the thought of yeah. him about to be rich for life, looking at them gravestones, he is yeah. so, so good. That, so good when he was running around I was thinking bloody hell like that because that's not that's not easy and he I did know, that so well and it's also well.
1: filmed brilliantly it spins you round it's started to blur the background yeah. he's using a very different camera technique mm. he's kept him in the middle you're blurring all those fucking gravestones and you've got that feeling of excitement two hundred thousand dollars is a shed load of money mm. and then he finds the grave doesn't he yeah yeah Eli Wallet finds the grave.
0: Starts um, digging. Starts digging. Excited gets, as anything. I've won the lottery. Here fuzzy. we go. Gets a shovel thrown at him, doesn't he? Blondie's back. Blondie's back. Back for his Dude. share.
2: Eastwood's there, but then Lee Van Cleef turns up as well and throws another shovel down, doesn't he?
1: With his spades. Suddenly they all get spades, don't they? They've gone to the B&Q. <laughs> <laughs> They've queued up two metres apart. I need a spade. I found some gold. What
0: The bit, you know... Having a film about three main characters must be really tough because each character kind of brings their own story. But whenever them three are together, the way they act around each other tells a story longer than the three-hour film, doesn't it? I think it's the
2: way he films it, though, Sergio Leone, because he gets so tight in their eyes and their face, and it goes from face to face to face that you do feel... Your brain just automatically takes in that connection with them characters. Because and also that so
1: feeling that all three of them, it's like animals, isn't it? They, all three of them have met the same animal, the same deadly animal, mm. thinking if I make one slip up here, you will absolutely kill me. And he Each shows throughout you the film
2: that all of them are fucking amazing with a gun. Yeah. So Eli yes. Wallach, obviously, when he's getting the shooting the targets. Eastwood can shoot someone with a rope, can shoot a rope. Yeah. Eli yeah. Wallach knows when there's someone around him. He just turns around and shoots and shoots whenever he wants. Yeah. So yeah. all of them are very, very skilled and very deadly with a weapon that you don't know who's better than who.
1: So they dig up, he says, Eastwood says, it's not the grave name I told you. It's the grave next to it, which is unknown. Which I thought was great when Eli. He doesn't doesn't say that, does he? Because he he does the rock
0: first. He does the rock. Oh yes, yeah. Carry on. Yeah, it's very Seven Psychopaths final shootout, isn't it? He says, "Yeah, I'm going to write the name of the grave on this rock." He puts the rock in the middle of the circle and steps back to watch. You know who basically it's kind of to find out who the greediest person is, but he's also. Premeditated that he was going to do this. Wait, he's also next... premeditated that Angel Eyes was going to come. He mm. sabotaged Tuco's gun the night before because it was at this point when I was thinking he knows that it's he's going to the Tarantino, share what with
1: Tarantino it. nicked in Reservoir Dogs, the Mexican standoff, Inglorious Bastards,
2: ample yeah. fiction.
1: they all gonna, yeah, they could all shoot each other. So we saw it in Reservoir Dogs. And then he goes like Jack says. You get that sense. He goes very wide, doesn't mm. he? Yeah. You see of three of them then. very wide. They're very close. Mm. You notice Levan Cleaves missing a finger. Yeah. yeah. How good's that? How good is that? My son, no was fingernail. This. It, what, he well, had it at the tip of his finger.
0: Yeah. He, yeah. But he didn't. So he had a finger just no. It was tip. that was what was weird because it was no but nail. Wasn't or anything, that great? Yeah. Like works perfect. You're
1: thinking. Oh, wow. They've seen some things. Mm-hmm. He's had something, something's gone on there. And it's like, in the middle of it, your head's going a bit, oh, fuck, he really is a bit bad. And then they're going to try and shoot. They're going to shoot each other. And they draw, don't they? Mm-hmm. Eli Wallach has got no bullets. And Eastwood shoots Lee Van Cleef, Angel Eyes. Dead. Rolls him in, he rolls into a grave, then he shoots his hat into the grave. <laughs> and he's gone. Then he's gone into the grave. I mean, how fucking cool Very is that? Cool. Hat in gun in then Eli Wallach's absolutely mad because he said I've got no fucking bullets you took my fucking bullets out mm. and he goes well yeah I took them out last night then they dig up the grave and they find the the gold don't they well that's he, where he tells him that he says he
0: says, I, I didn't he says tell you it, the it's the grave
2: right. next door to Arthur uh, Arthur or yeah, yeah, whatever it's yes. called yes. and yes. he says but there's, he says there's no name <laughs> he says there's no name yeah. on this
1: grave and yeah. he says there's no name yeah. on this rock yeah yes yeah, which, yeah yeah which clever yeah it's good that isn't it yeah. it's a great it's a great bit towards the end and then he gets the gold out and he hits the gold bag so they Split. treated the gold bag with acid so when he hit it it would break they rotted the bag with acid so it would break and the gold coins would fall out mm. someone put the acid uh, into a pop bottle and it was near Eli Wallach's chair that he sat on set with and he drank him. Oh my God! So that's, that's the third time he nearly died. Oh he took a swig, and it was acid. Fucking <laughs> hell. Jesus. You're thinking, he's nearly been hung He's nearly got run over by a train just to make sure they oh have a little God. drink of asses. He's gone through
2: more than his character in that friggin' <laughs> film.
0: But <laughs> as Jesus well, if, if, if those stories were about Clint Eastwood, you wouldn't believe it. But because it's about Tuco, you it's completely funny. believe it, and, it's and it funny. Works. <laughs> funny. Yeah. Oh, my God. But what, what, what an ending to a film. And then, you know, that almost double cross, that almost partnership, that almost the good, the bad, and the ugly. That, yes. that finale just works very well, it's and the very music. Well. I mean,
2: we've got to talk about the music as well. Well, it's the, the same music.
0: song, but it's
2: good.
1: Yeah, it works. <laughs> oh, God, oh, fucking, hell. <laughs> Jesus, our oh, tough ground. <laughs> that jaws, <laughs> <doo-doo-doo-doo>. <laughs> good, but goes on a bit.
0: Yeah, but
1: all the I like way when through. it
0: comes in, and it well it, at first it came in every time Clint Eastwood came on screen, didn't it?
1: But then you've also got all the other music below it. Mm. He creates a lot a lot there's a lot with sound that makes you feel it made me feel nervous when they killed someone something was going to go on and he's recently that... just died hasn't he yeah
2: yeah, last yeah. like last week we can yeah. dedicate this but podcast to him
1: we've dedicated yeah done cheers jack there we go dedicated but brilliant the music together that and the and the the pictures yeah because each would what says about four things tuco says cool though I mean, he, he yeah. How he lights a match with his
0: finger. Doesn't he light it on his trousers? Yeah. Doesn't he spark yeah, yeah. It Doesn't on his out trousers? Out, yeah, all the way. They great, work, great, great costume. Everything clever. I think. Are, are we going to rate it?
1: Yeah. What I love it also. Just point. You don't believe they're not them.
0: Mm. No. Like it's a yeah.
1: mad story, but you don't believe they're not those guys, and you think,
0: oh, you're shit. I think for me, I only knew who Clint Eastwood was, yeah. so that's why Angel Eyes and Two Coat. Like that's why I was like, "Bloody hell, they're mint!" Because I I don't know them as actors, yeah. And you completely buy them as them characters. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film. If only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news?
2: That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: Plushcare.com slash weight loss. So, <laughs> rating. Rating.
0: You two star. Um,
1: for
2: me, good, bad, and the ugly. Um, I mean, yeah, it's got to go down. Is your as... dishwasher on again? Someone's is on. I don't know what it is. It's not
1: mine. Can you hear anything, Ben?
0: It's
1: nothing here.
0: It's got to be you, Jack. I can hear it.
1: Oh. Sounds like a telly. Hang on.
0: Your radio's on. Old Radio 2's been on the whole way through, hasn't it?
2: No, it's my laptop. I think it's just hot. Too
0: close. Uh, It's hot, it's the fan. Rating, you two start. Let's have it.
2: So, rating for me, Good, Bad and the Ugly. Um, It's got to go down as one of the best, if not the best, Westerns of all time. Up there with Fistful of Dollars, up there with a few dollars more once upon a time in the West obviously but yeah for direction for the story the characters the acting the
1: shots the score I'm oof god it's close isn't it is he gonna go it's very close or is he gonna is he gonna take a decimal
2: I'm going 10 I think you got it I think I think you got it I mean there's there's not a lot that comes close of that genre there's not a lot out there. The other ones are the other ones with Eastwood, really. But yeah, I think that's that's got of that's got to take the biscuit that one. Yeah, I'm going ten. Good man, the ugly ten.
0: I think Price is
1: going to follow you. Uh, I tell you what, I love about this film. I obviously love the shots, which I do love. I love the wides into closes. And the, he's, and the he's, editing, he's moving you all over the place where there's no mediums for half the time you're like what Mm. like no other filmmaker does that the the voices don't match the mouths at some point you put that away the music is extraordinary the lighting but also his commentary on the west on war on these characters he's not making them lovable he's not making you have a comedy time with them he's making you realize that they're all shits. And it's shitty and war is shitty. And they're all on the same side and they're all trying to fuck each other. And I love that. Uh, And I love the end. And yes, it is long. I approach the film wanting to have... I know I'm going to have to watch... I'm going to watch that long film and enjoy it for its length. It's 10 for me. I can't think of a better... A better Western. And then it's topped off with the... The the music Mm. is just... It's so simple. But every time it comes on, you're it's yeah, just you don't you only have to do that, don't you? And you know exactly the film.
0: Mm. That's amazing. So, yeah, ten. Course. I think for me, I've seen films before where you've said, "Ben, it's beautiful, it, it's outstanding, it's amazing," and I've never understood it. Yeah? So we went to watch that film, didn't we, at the home and it was the worst two hours of my life which one Yeah, it was a particularly hard film though. which one it was a jack Nicholson film
1: antonioni was it passenger the passenger oh it, i mean it's really hard but i mean that's yeah. i took him to something you know i should when he's 17 to see. something
0: i shouldn't have done
1: i should i know <laughs> i should have halfway through i was like oh no there's nothing for him here <laughs> there's nothing you know
0: right and there's been other films that you've picked where you've talked about the shots and you've talked about why, why it is so amazing and it's just not done it for me. Mm. I think the difference with this film is the story. Mm. When, when it kicks in, I think it, it really shows what a good director with good actors, with a good idea and mm. someone who knows their shit... Mm. 'Cause there's no there's it none of it is half hearted. It's all full guns. It really shows what a film can be. I'm it's a film. Yeah. It's mm. a movie, isn't yeah. it? It's a movie. I, You're like, wow. I and I'm really impressed and I'm gonna justify my score in a minute. So I'm giving it a nine. Right. Whoa! That's good. Yeah, That's big. Wow! Wow! I didn't think we were gonna get that. It, if it wasn't for it being as long as it was, and at times it lost me. I know what you the, mean about that.
2: Actually, I do think the, I would like to see the the two the two hour twenty version.
0: Yeah, yeah. But I do probably think the times it, it lost me. It didn't take me long to get it back. Yeah, you know. So it never felt like it was one step. Beyond, and yeah, it's
1: it's it's a bloody good film, you know. It's that's I think that's a big jump up for you, Cole. Yeah, I'm not saying you gave it nine, but you've really gone into what you liked about the film, Mm. what you got from the film, what you understood about shots and character, what you understood about what the directors trying to say. Yeah, that's a. I think that's wow. It's Tarantino's
2: favorite film of all time as well.
0: Is
1: it?
2: Yeah, just so Right.
0: You can see a lot of Timotino in there. I've now got to find a film that can stand in similar ground. Yep. Which is a toughie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, this doesn't bode well, does it? So what I was originally going to pick, I'm probably changing. I've had a look at my list on my phone of films that I want to give you, and I have decided the film that I want to give you. Oh. Oh, is it... <laughs> it's probably as old. It's, is it's probably as old is it? if that, Interesting. If that is it? it out. Is it? It's a film that my dad made me watch and then I've watched over and over again. I don't think I'll have seen it for five years.
1: Oh, uh-huh. oh! Back from the archives.
0: Yep. And I'm quite excited okay. at the thought of watching it again. Now my movie choices have developed. Yep. The film is... You're only supposed to blow the bloody doors off the Italian job.
1: Italian oh, job. Oh, great. Good. Great good choice. Pick. Good pick. Yeah. Put your foot down. Put your foot down. The catching up. Yeah. Best quote of the film. Oh,
0: great Happy choice. Very good. Great yeah. choice. Yeah, can't wait to watch that. Very good. good. Mint. Good film. Must, Very must good. Similar Didn't age, see that. And I've not I've not seen it for a while. Didn't I see like that coming. Oh, did I mention it's that. the 2003 remake? No you, ah, with, uh, no, no you didn't no <laughs> you didn't fucking Mark Wahlberg Mark Wahlberg <laughs>
1: I would have loved it if you did that I would have loved I don't know what you're on about it's America <laughs> <laughs> what? what you had to space a bloody, bloody Mark Wahlberg oh great Colts great everyone should have seen that who's listening to this podcast yeah, it, it, a it's a big film
0: it's a film that um, I'm looking forward to watching again because I haven't yeah. watched it for a long time and oh
1: I'm looking forward to I remember enjoying it solid mid and um,
0: shall we see you same time next week? Same time next same time week. Time next week. Good night, Good night, God bless. Good night, God bless. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. And on Tuesday, our show at the London Palladium will be streamed live into cinemas. So if you want an evening full of laughs and outrageous problems and dilemmas, then come along and join us on the big screen. Help I Sex and My Boss Live is showing everywhere and everyone's welcome. Go to sexofmyboss.com slash cinema to get your tickets now.
2: That's sexofmyboss.com slash cinema.